Hello, everyone. I'm Renee Barbo, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Well, we have a great show for you today. And what I love about our relationship is that Sandra, it can be in Santa Fe, and I'm on Woodby Island, and we could be having similar experiences with, with a different story attached to them. And so today she was telling me the story about, oh, I've been wondering, I've been really thinking lately about, is this where I want to put my energy? And I said, oh my word, I've been having the same exact experience. Like, I think it's because recently as being 65 and I'm going to be 66 and, you know, I could collect my full retirement, like I'm ever going to retire in the next, you know, year or so. But I'm there like, well, well, where do I want to be putting my energy? What do I want to be doing? And so we thought we would share this with you and find out where you're thinking about that. Remember, like, subscribe, and hit the notification button. <laughs> yeah. If you find our show meaningful to you in any way, and if it's helping you at all, um, it would be really great if you subscribe and hit that notification and comment. <laughs> oh, the comment. So- we're learning we're we're trying to learn along along with you we're we're all trying to learn together and so um i i kind of want to start a little bit uh sharing a a bit of a story about my own journey when i first started teaching i taught 40 workshops a year and i was on the road 300 days a year And, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I came home, I saw clients, I wrote soul retrieval while I was on the road 300 days a year. I don't know how I did that. There was just more time. There was just more time. And then what I started to notice, it was in the 1990s, and I think it was probably before 9-11, but... I think this started happening to me before 2000, um, back in the, in the 1990s and, um, and before, um, the whole, uh, attack, you know, terrorism attack, things started becoming so intense on the planet. And, you know, we're going back into the nineties that I found that where it was so easy for me to come home and repack my toothpaste and my lotion and just get on another plane, I found that the world was in such disarray. My students were being triggered emotionally that I needed more time to integrate what was happening in the world before I could get back on another plane. It was like I could just keep going, but at some point I couldn't just keep going anymore. I needed more time for integration. And I think that's what's happening now for us too, is that things have gotten so intense that we can only focus our energy on a certain number of um, events or what's happening in our life, or what we're doing. As Renee was talking to me before the show, um, she used to be, she talked about being the most incredible multitasker, and I felt I was too. 
And neither of us want to multitask anymore. It's not that we can't. We don't want to. And that's what I think I'm starting to hear from people. So my journey kind of started a lot earlier where, well, there was always stuff going on in the world, always stuff going on in the world, but it was a different, it was a different level of intensity. The temperature was lower. Um, and then I found I had a cutback on my schedule to be able to integrate more, to be able to process what was happening. And now I think we're we're even farther along in that is there's so much going on that how do we take everything that's going on in our into our inner world and be able to produce the same amount of work in the outer world i i don't think anybody can do that so the question that i keep asking myself every day is Every time somebody asks me um, to do something, I ask myself the question, is this where I want to be putting my energy right now? I think back to this time that I went to a spa down in Mexico, uh, Rancho de la Porta, and the woman was in her 80s. You know, she was of the same generation of uh, the Louise Hayes. They were friends. And she gave this lecture one night where she talked about how as she aged a little bit or, you know, has, and, and this was before, like, you know, this was, I think before 9-11, maybe after 9-11, but before COVID and, and stuff where she would, if she would look at her calendar in retrospect. So she would look at last week's events. And if so she had tea with Tina on Tuesday and she didn't feel jazzed up afterwards. Mm. She crosses out Tina. Tina never gets another tea. And, <laughs> Poor Tina, never knew why, but so she just realized, and I've been realizing it lately, it's like, you know, what is my priorities? You know, I tend, I have a full-time job and I'm, you know, working in the mornings before work on writing. And last week, you know, the winds woke me up at five o'clock and they said, listen, listen, if you're going to get this book done, you need to get up at five o'clock before you get into your day. And it's really true because you know, five or six o'clock, then I'm, I have a couple of hours before the day takes over and then I can't focus that way. And the truth is, is that is a priority for me. But the last time I wrote a book, I had that, I did that. I was probably catering. I was teaching. I was doing that. And this year it's like just the job and the writing of the book seems to be enough, you know, and I, and it's like, what has changed? It's just a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was also uh, to just uh, talk a little bit more about that. I was also telling Renee how um, at night, you know, how at night your looping thoughts start to come in and you can't fall asleep. And so I've actually been asking myself the question uh, when I find I can't fall asleep because of looping thoughts is this really where you want to be putting your energy right now? And um, all of a sudden I see the void. I'm in the void and I just drop off to sleep because there's nothing there to, to keep me here so I can drop off to sleep. And so it, it's a really powerful question to sit on. Is this where I want to be putting my energy 
because it's not just that um, we're at a different age or a different time. Um, it's that this is this, we have such an opportunity right now to be doing such deep inner work. You know, I know that some of what I'm teaching now is, is beyond what I've taught before, but you really have to take the time to go really deep and to slow down in your life in order to actually live the work that I'm teaching, and that includes me. And so I really have to slow down on everything, and I just can't um, pound out, you know, uh, the way I used to without thinking about things. You know, now I have to reflect more, and um, and that's a positive thing. You know, it's a positive thing that people are really taking what they're doing inside now and um you know generations younger and old, older generations are saying i'm starting my life um where do i want to put my energy to uh in older generations i'm starting to wind down where do i want to put my energy to and I think that's an incredible positive place where we've come to in the evolution of consciousness instead of how much work can I get through in a day um, of consciously, where do I want to be putting my energy into and think about the difference in the results that you're going to get. Mm. Last night, I forgot my phone when I went to dinner. And I thought, well, what a different experience this is, you know, to be just sitting there not thinking about, did somebody text me? Did somebody email me? Did somebody call me? I mean, before we, we left the phone on the on the, the stand or in the kitchen on the wall, and we'd go off for the entire day. And then that was even before we had answering machines. Right. Then we had answering machines that gave us a little more freedom, you know, that you could at least know if somebody called you. And now it's just like these these pilots are, are, are glued to our hands, like that they're really making a positive impact. And I think if, if for, for like an exhaustion level, you have access to how deeply and how persistently people are struggling all the time. Like, all you have to do is get, you know, six headlines in your phone and you're there like, oh, or, you know, and I think I got to stop that or the, the Facebook or any of it, because you don't see too many posts, except for if you go to shamans or gardeners of life to see all of those positive, uplifting posts, you see more and more that pulls at the fragments of your energy field, energy yeah. field. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah, and I think I think that was actually Renee. I think that you you actually got the crux of the matter. Is uh, there's there's we're in such a place of overpopulation right now, and the energy coming at us um, from marketing and promotion, and even if you don't have your computer on, think of that energy. It's just it's uh, it's like it's like being in a tornado or um, 
or the heaviest rainstorm you've ever been in. It's like this energy is raining on us all the time. Buy this, believe this, vote this, uh, uh, protest this. Um, we just need, we need more time uh, emotionally um, to be able to eat, process the energy, transform the energy, because I don't want to be absorbing this energy. So a lot of my day is working with the energies that are coming in and seeing them as light. And although that takes a millionth of a second to do it, and I teach it like that, it still takes energy. Mm-hmm. It's a millionth of a second, but it took energy to have to transform all that's coming at us. And it's not just the EMFs. It's um, it's the thoughts. It's the energy be- behind people's thoughts, the energy behind people's words. We're, we're really being flooded. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's up to us to set the boundary. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to decide what we uh, absorb and what we're willing to participate in. Mm-hmm. I'm planning a, a, a beach jam because I, uh, some of you know that my uh, my motive my motive of operation this year is about being more locally involved because I really believe that's where we have to be putting some of our attention. So I'm planning a beach jam and I get on the phone with one of the musicians and he could not help himself but tell me his political views. And I basically said, I don't really want to hear this. I said, I really hope you don't bring it to the beach jam. And I said, because I said, if you want to know why people aren't coming to your event down here on Tuesday nights is because nobody were exhausted by it. You know, we have polarization fatigue up the, you know, up and beyond. And really, I'm putting together a beach party and I invite people to come and bring their picnic baskets and, you know, their beach blankets and their chairs and their wine or whatever to be connected in one activity focused on one musical good thing. I said, that's what we need. Mm Mm-hmm. He was shut up. He just shut up and figured he wasn't going to get any further with me on that conversation. And (laughs) I refuse. We have to just stand up and refuse. And that doesn't mean that I may or may not agree with him, but it's none of his business. Right. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, I'm losing a bit, a bit of my patience these days. And so, um, I, I, speak up a little bit more social at social engagements than I used to. I used to swallow a lot, which is what I'm teaching actually right now is teaching people how not to swallow words and not to swallow feelings and not to swallow thoughts, but how, how do we express ourselves in, in really good ways. And, and yeah, somebody just went off on a political rant and, um, I said, it's your choice. It's your choice. I said, while you're thinking about what's going on on this 
political uh, agenda, I'm thinking about how beautiful the earth is. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. It's your choice of where you want to put your energy right now. And I don't want to put my energy there right now. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm not political. I'm at dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm heal. <eating. laughs> I'm trying to heal. And I'm trying to see food as love. And I'm trying to be in uh, in energetic fields that it's the kind of energy that's feeding my body and feeding my brain. And somebody's screaming at dinner about how angry they are at a politician. That is not bringing light into my body that is bringing light into my body and so I had to speak up because I uh, all of a sudden I realized that I was in a very unhealthy situation and I just said it's your choice Mm -hmm. and I said my choice is to think about the beauty of the earth right now so that's great this week um we went to a community potluck where uh the Sonomish tribe is paddling from island to island or some representation of that. And everyone brought beautiful food. Everyone brought, I mean, when you ate, it was just like beautiful food up and down the table of fresh garden food. And, and then afterwards there was like maybe a hundred or so people there or more. And then the, the, they were going to sing and a lot of people left. Right. And, that, mm-hmm. and that, you know, my first judgment was, was, oh, they shouldn't, oh, those people left. Then my second thought was, well, I guess it, this music was only for us. You know? <laughs> and, I, and all of us who stayed had these most incredible dreams and this, you know, this healing mm-hmm. of being part of people making a positive change instead of giving it lip service. Right. He right. teaching children. He was teaching these young people the songs and the drumming and the music, and it was like, yes, let's put our energy towards beautiful potlucks and beautiful drumming. Right. Yeah. And more. And I keep saying more dancing and singing. You know, because um, I used to. I used to. I I, I wrote back in Welcome Home that. Um, I believe, and this is a simplified theory, um, but I believe nobody would be on antidepressants if they sang. Um, Because if you really go out and sing, and we're talking to a person who spent most of her life in suicidal depression, um, when you go out and sing, and that energy is moving through your body, you actually can't get depressed. It's actually physically impossible to get depressed. And so back in 1993 in Welcome Home, I I wrote that the strongest antidepressant on the planet is singing. Hmm. And so I'm starting my day doing, I'm starting my day doing that. I figured start in a positive way, start giving my body the energy that my body wants to receive. And so I'm starting, starting my day singing. And, um, and so, yeah, so I'm singing instead of going on Facebook. So these are the choices that we have to make right now, because 
there's a lot of things, there's a lot of behaviors that we have to change in order to stay healthy in the world that, that we're in. And I'm not talking about just um, uh, physically healthy. I'm talking about mentally and spiritually healthy. And I, I don't know how you do all of that. It's, it's, it, I, I was an amazing multitasker, but I, I can't multitask the physical and the distractions at the same time, uh, the spiritual and the distractions at the same time. What a brilliant idea. Should we sing a song to end this show today? You have the best songs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do, but um, I'm always trying to remember them. I'm getting to that place. So we got uh, row, like, row, row your boat gently down the sea. Yeah, row, row, <laughs> row your boat is actually how we actually end a lot of our fire ceremonies. All right. Well, see, I was must have been in tune. <laughs> yeah, but uh, here's a, here's a song that um, <laughs> that we can sing together. It's 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 a song where we honor life and. It will, it will end our time on a positive note. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May the beauty of the fire lift your spirits higher. May the beauty of the earth fill your heart with mirth. May the beauty of the rain wash away your pain. May the beauty of the sky teach your mind to fly. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May the beauty of the fire lift your spirits higher. May the beauty of the earth fill your heart with mirth. May the beauty of the rain wash away your pain. May the beauty of the sky teach your mind to fly. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. I like that one. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. That wasn't planned. So thank you for popping in there and doing that. Yeah, that's a way to, to lead that. And and actually, you know what? Remember that song and sing that song and learn that song and maybe maybe start to when you get multitasking and you start to do things that don't feel like it's where you want to be putting your energy, sing. Come back into center and say, Do I really want to be doing that? And you can pivot on a dime. That's right. And there's some people who love to dance and so um, you know, get up and dance while you're multitasking and, and sit back down and go, is this where I want to be putting my energy right now? <laughs> so um, anyway, 
uh, we really enjoy uh, coming together and and um, sharing our thoughts and our ideas, no matter how crazy they are. <laughs> and we're really glad that you join us, and we send you many blessings. And just remember to subscribe um, to the Shaman's Cave and Shaman's TV, and we'll be there for you. We can get through this together. So have a wonderful week. Mm-hmm.